Father, we just want to thank you that it's not by might nor by power, but it's by your spirit. I thank you, Father, that you enable us. Father, even in the midst of our weakness, that you are our strength. And it's not about what we can accomplish. It's not about what man can accomplish. Father, what we pray for is to pray in accordance with your will and purpose over everything, if it be for a nation, if it be for ourselves individually, for our families. Father, we want to have eyes to see and ears to hear and a heart that understands. And that's what we press into today, that we will be um, of your mind, of your heart for such a time as this. We bless your holy name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, thanks for joining with us tonight. It's a blessing having you with us. Um, I've been uh, suffering, I don't know for how many days, about six days or uh, yeah, maybe it's nearly a week. Uh, I don't know if I got food poisoning or what happened. Uh, I woke up thinking I was having a heart attack on Tuesday morning. Uh, it wasn't a heart attack. I just think my body was just going through something. Um, and I, I've ended up with uh, everything that you experience with food poisoning without me going into the details. Anyway, talk about dehydration and, and all of that. I've still been experiencing that. Uh, today, I think I'm getting a little better, being in a lot of pain. Uh, still trying to get my energy strong. Uh, so I'm trying to get uh, hydrated, get the magnesium in and everything. So we're just working hard on uh, all of that right now uh, to get into shape. But in the midst of it, the war here in Israel is increasing uh, quite a rate. Um, we had about 10 missiles coming in from the north, just uh, actually uh, within the last uh, couple of hours. That's what's been going on. Uh, I do have the alert set before me just to keep an eye on what is happening. So I'll keep you updated with that. We've got Jenny joining with us as well. Jenny and Jerry and Bracknell on the Facebook page. Blessings to you. It's good to have you with us. Uh, praying for you guys as well tonight. So if you are uh, joining us on Facebook, you want to come over to the Zoom call, just click the link. Um, if not, just give us a shout out. Let us know you're there. And uh, we want you to be just as much a part of this call. So like I said, things are increasing in the war in the north. And everything that's going on in the south, we know... You know, you, you look, you can't watch your television news channels to find out what's really going on, especially if you're in the UK. If you're listening to the BBC or Sky News, I feel sorry for you uh, because all you're hearing about is those poor Palestinians in Gaza. And you've got all different things, uh, a message that's going on. You're not really hearing the true message. Uh, people don't understand just what steps uh, the IDF take. Uh, to protect uh, civilians, even in the Gaza Strip. But the land invasion has begun uh, in northern Gaza, so that is underway right now. That's erupting things a little bit more severely in the north. I think the largest or the largest distance of a missile is 20 kilometers, so they were keeping within a five-kilometer bracket for a while. Um, that is now stopped. Uh, so I think we're getting right now. Just uh, no, I don't. I don't know if that's if this is up to date or not. It says we've got uh, sirens in the north, but I'm not sure if that's what if that's a true update. I'm just going to clear my updates so I see what is happening. Uh, it's at the right time. Anyway, we've got uh, friends that are on the front line 
fighting in Gaza as well as friends who are on the the north, and we just pray for their protection and safety as uh, we deal with Hezbollah and with Hamas. Uh, so anyway, there's a lot to pray for over the security and safety of the nation. And uh, many people have had a, a lot of questions. Man, you can't believe some of the uh, correspondence that I'm getting right now from different parts of the world, what people are hearing when they're talking about what's going on in Israel and just the word on the streets and how people are viewing what's happening in the land of Israel. Obviously, the, the enemy is at, um, at work trying to uh, just poison people's minds on what's going on. Uh, we've seen such a rise of pro-Hamas, never mind just pro-Palestinian, pro-Hamas, which has just been very uh, disturbing in the nations. So we want to lift that up in prayer as well. Uh, we have uh, ourselves ready. Uh, we're working on support and distribution. Uh, we're helping aid organizations as well as building for our outreach and what we're doing here in the north. Uh, like I said just a few moments ago, uh, everything that's going on in the south, even though it's bad, it's nothing compared to what will happen once the war in the north opens up. And the US government and many governments, the UK, French and, and other uh, uh, governments, they are trying to do everything to de-escalate the possibility of a battle in the north. But uh, when you've got an enemy in the north that's 10 times bigger than Hamas and they keep uh, in, uh, pressing the buttons, they keep uh, pressing forward, uh, I think we, we have taken out something in the region of 50 to 60 um, Hezbollah uh, fighters uh, who have uh, been coming to the border. Uh, we have... Um, uh, thousands of um, Hezbollah fighters that are congregating to the north in preparation for land invasion, as well as uh, land invasion from Syria. Um, it's been reported there's over 100,000 Iranian-led uh, troops in Syria as well. So there's a lot going on. So we pray for the peace of Jerusalem. We pray protection over this land. Like I've said before, this is going to escalate because we cannot allow these enemies to be around uh, Israel at this time. So we're not praying that things will de-escalate because if they de-escalate, you still leave between 150 and 300,000 missiles pointing at us at the north and an organization that desires to come in and massacre everyone in their homes. It doesn't even matter if they're Jewish or if they're not Jewish. They just want to kill everyone in the country. So anyway, there's a lot to pray over there. So Father, we thank you for your safety, your protection, that you have placed us in this country for such a time as this. And we ask, Father, that this will be a moment for us to minister your light, your love in the midst of darkness. We pray for the true gospel message of the kingdom to be spoken at this time. Father, that uh, we will not get caught up with uh, the wrong message, but we will keep our message biblical and how we communicate uh, with the, the people of Israel at this time. And this is a time for repentance. This is a time, Father, where we've got to 
uh, encourage people, call out on the name of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You've got to receive Messiah the Son. So, Father, help us in our witness, in our testimony, and our reach, we pray in Yeshua's name. Thank you, Father. We'll open things up for people to pray uh, for the second part of this meeting. I want to encourage you to turn to John chapter 14. I don't know if you enjoyed the first 14 verses that we just pressed in on last week, but I really feel it's it's very important. You know, we, we started with the message, do not let your hearts be troubled. And this is Messiah trying to give us a comforting message. And even in the midst of everything that we are all going through, look, it's not just about what Israel's going through. As we watch the uprising, you know, I just saw uh, an hour and a half ago, there was a flight uh, that was... Uh, um, coming in from Tel Aviv into a part of Moscow that was predominantly Muslim. And uh, Muslim thugs, thousands of them, attacked the airport and bust through. And they were looking for anyone who was Jewish so that they could lynch them, so they could beat them up or drag them off. And uh, for a moment, they had control of the airport and then, uh, you know, different uh, police, rioter, riot troops and stuff arrived. And uh, praise Yehovah, I think the report so far is that no one was injured in that raid of um, the airport. But this is rising up everywhere. This battle that we are dealing with, with this jihad, uh, ISIS, Hamas mindset, uh, you know, they are seeking to come against the infidels. It's not just about the Jews. You just wait till they start coming against everyone that believes in Yeshua. Uh, because anyone who's a believer in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, you know, obviously not uh, Islam, but uh, they're coming after you because they call us infidels. They want to break us. But I want us to be focused on the mission that is before us, and that is the gospel of the kingdom. Yes, the dark is going to get darker, but also in the midst of the dark getting darker, his light gets stronger. And we have got to stand on the promises of Yahweh and proclaim his victory in Yeshua's name. We've got to realize that we are born for such a time as this. We look at what other generations have gone through, and they were born for the times in which they live. Now, you and I, we are born for this time. So what's our message What's our stand in the nations of the world at what we are seeing happening in the Middle East? Because I believe that Israel is the timepiece. We need to look to this land to see where we are in biblical prophecy. Now, talking about biblical prophecy, I don't believe we're anywhere near the stage that so many Christian Zionists are proclaiming. Is Israel a safe place right now? Well, before we go into John 14, I would like you to turn to uh, the book of Ezekiel. And, um, you know, what What you will hear the pre-tribulation people or the Christian Zionists saying, they will say that Ezekiel chapter 36 and 37 has already been fulfilled because, you know, the dry bones, they'll say, was the event of the Holocaust coming up through the Holocaust and rising and becoming a nation. This is what they teach. You know, I don't believe that's what the scripture teaches of what those valley of the dry bones are, because in verse 11 of Ezekiel 37, it tells us 
what uh, these bones are. It's the people of Israel, the full people of Israel. It's not just the house of Judah. It is the whole house of Judah. And this is what we stand on as a ministry. It says here in verse 20, it says, hold before their eyes. I'm reading from Ezekiel 37. Hold before your eyes the stick that you have written on it and say, this is what the sovereign Lord says. And this is the stick of Ephraim and Judah, right? Um, I will gather them from, uh, sorry, I will take the Israelites out of the nations where they have gone. Have I got, yeah, I didn't miss that. I will gather them from all around and I'll bring them back to their own land. I will make them one nation in uh, the land. I could have went back to a few more verses, but you know, it's the stick of Judah and the stick of Ephraim coming together as one. And on the mountain of Israel, I will make them one. There will be one king over all of them, and he will, uh, and they will never again be uh, two nations or be divided into two kingdoms. It's talking about the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom coming back together as one. This is the gospel of the kingdom. This is the whole point of the reason why Yeshua came to die. It's about the marriage of the whole house of Israel. They'll no longer be def they'll no longer defile themselves with their idols and their vile images. Well, and their offenses. Let me tell you, you know, if you look at all the testimonies of what's going on right now with the invasion on the seventh of October. How many testimonies have I heard where the people have said, look, I'm not religious. They're very leftist, actually, in many accounts. And they're bringing their secular testimonies of what they experienced in this attack. Uh, you know, the, the big rave that was going on that was headed by an organization from Brazil was a trans uh, 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 it was a trans event. It was for the trans community as well as, you know, for other religions, Hinduism, Buddhism, and they were all coming together to get high on drugs and to get high on alcohol uh, to get to their smoky place of peace with their idols, with their abominations. That's not what it says in Ezekiel 37. So how can we be coming down the road to come into Ezekiel 38 when we don't have the whole house of Israel back in the land? We haven't seen the great outpouring of the Spirit within the land. It says, they will no longer defile themselves with their idols and vile images or with any of their offenses, for I will save them out of all their sinful backsliding and I will cleanse them. They will be my people and I will be their Elohim. My servant David will be the king over them <clears throat> and they will all have one shepherd. They will follow my laws and be careful to keep my decrees. They will live in the land I gave to my servant Jacob, uh, to Israel, the land where your ancestors lived. And, you know, we see this in Deuteronomy chapter 30. It strengthens this point. I will bring you back to Torah in the nations. I will give you the circumcision of the heart. You will experience the born again experience. That's what we see in Ezekiel 36, verse 26. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you the heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Yeshua. We are seeing the new covenant being released in the book of Ezekiel. It's being proclaimed within this place. What does it say about these two kingdoms? It says you will never again be divided, 
right? You'll never again be two nations or be divided into two kingdoms. You will be one nation. The book of Amos talks about, uh, you know, this nation will not disappear. So do we have that nation in the land of Israel right now? Do we have the full house of Israel and the house of Judah uh, coming together as one, the house of Ephraim, the house, house of Judah, the two sticks becoming one? We have not had the fulfillment of that promise manifest. We haven't had the outpouring of revival in the land of Israel. So we're not at the end of the end. Yes, this is going to be a terrible war. Now, if we study Jeremiah chapter 6 to Jeremiah chapter 10, or, or even 2 Kings chapter 24, where we see how uh, Yehovah takes his hand off Israel because of the rebellion and disobedience. So you call yourself Israel, you call yourself the chosen people, my people in my land, then the question is, what do we understand according to the scripture which provides protection for his people? It's obedience and repentance and that we submit to the will and purposes of Yehovah. It's not, it's not by crying out in the name of rabbinical Judaism. That's not going to save you. That's not going to give you any authority today because the Messiah has come. If you do not go to the Father through the Son, you know, you're not, you're not reaching the Father. You are a clanging gong. You are a religious organization in the place of rebellion. And this is why we've got to bring the message of Teshuva. It's time to repent. So what is important about what we talked about last week in John chapter 14? Don't let your hearts be troubled. Listen, it's going to get pretty rough around here. And this is Yeshua bringing comfort, you know, I'm going, to, I'm going to prepare a place for you. I'm getting things ready. I'm, this is the wedding supper of the Lamb. Hallelujah. This word at the beginning of John 14 is just as relevant to us today as it was to the disciples. And then he promises the Ruach HaKodesh. There is many believers today who are denying the power of the Spirit. They're denying the ability to hear. They're denying the ability to yield to the Spirit. We need the Ruach HaKodesh. This is what was missing at Mount Sinai when they said, stop, uh, we can't take it anymore. Just speak through Moshe. We can't receive the fullness of everything that Yehovah has for us. Effectively, what they were doing was denying the power of the Spirit. The Spirit needs to be manifest within the flesh of man. Why? You have to be born of the Spirit so you can live this life. If you don't have the spiritual birth, how can you live this life? We can't live this life. We need it by the Spirit. So I want to challenge you. How are we in the place of hearing what the Spirit is saying? It says in verse 15 of John chapter 14, If you love me, keep my commands, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and to be with you forever. The Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know, how many people do you know that are offended by the Ruach HaKodesh? Oh, don't talk to me about the Holy Spirit. They're offended. The, that spirit of religion, you watch that ri rival up. You watch that rev up and just go full into full-blown hatred. Anything that's against the Spirit is going to spur out against you. But what's it saying? If you love me, keep my commands. What is it about the Spirit? What does the Spirit do? It reminds us of what 
the the what Yeshua has said. It shows us what is to come. It brings forth that peace within our heart that even in the midst of trial, even in the midst of trouble, we have a God that says he is able, he is with us. He is right here with us. It says the spirit of truth, the world can accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. So you don't need to be afraid of the circumstances. You don't need to be afraid of what's going on around you. You will not be left as orphan. Listen, I know many believers, they are so good at shooting other believers, never mind in the foot. They like to shoot them in the heart. You know, there's there's so many uh, uh, dissing and things that go on of people just getting rid of people and, oh, you know, oh, yeah, I like this person. No, I don't like them. I get them out of my life. And, you know, what what are they trying to do? They're trying to manipulate you into their belief system. And that is powerful sin. That That's something else. Never be involved in that where you're manipulating people into your belief system or you're dissing them. We've got to love people where they're at. You know, how much hatred do I get when I'm bringing the roots of the faith, of the message, of the importance of the Torah in the New Testament uh, Ecclesia? Uh, I get people writing to me, how can you talk to people who worship on Sunday when they can't even keep the Sabbath? And the, the, quiet, the, the bottom line is this. Yeshua says, I'll leave the 99 to find the one. That's how much he cares. You know, he's coming back for a bride without spot or blemish. So if someone is born again of the Spirit, don't you dismiss them just because they don't walk in your truth or the understanding that you have. Because guess what? You and I, we don't have all the answers. We don't have all the truth. We know in part. We prophesy in part. Yeah, come on. Amen. Hallelujah. So, you know, next time you're getting mad at someone because they don't see things the way you see it, then, you know, we've got to learn. How are we loving them? It says in the scripture to love our enemies. I was talking to Pete earlier today. And, you know, when you see all this hatred that's out there against uh, uh, the Jews or against the war that's going on, and, and he's like, I don't know how to respond to these people. How do we love these people? You know, we've got to be engaged in a way where we recognize that his love is so powerful. I won't leave you as orphans. Yeah. So even though you got people trying to diss you, so you feel like an orphan, I, I just break that orphan spirit in the mighty name of Yeshua. So you might be a minority in your understanding, but you're not on your own. If you're in Messiah and it's the vote is just you and Messiah against the entire world, then you just stay in Messiah. But if you don't have perfect peace, that's Yeshua. He's perfect peace. So if you're in Messiah, but yet you don't have peace, and you've got a question, am I truly in Messiah? Am I truly walking in the peace? Because when you're walking in Shalom, you're walking in Yeshua. So yes, you can have experiences in your life. You can have events that take place where it's shock. It shocks you right to the core. And it might take you a little bit of time. It might take you 10 minutes. It might take you a couple of days to find that place of peace. But be in pursuit to restore that peace in the midst of distress, in the midst of crisis, in the midst of the challenges that you face. I, I really believe this is a word someone needs to hear. I will not leave you as orphans. But yet here's Yeshua. He's about to leave. 
And we know the disciples all scour. We know everything that takes place because we can look back and read uh, the book. But in your life, you don't know what's yet to come. That's only revealed to us by the Spirit. You know, some of the steps I take on a day-to-day -day basis, I'm trying to take the steps on the basis of hearing the voice of the Spirit. It doesn't matter what people think or what is going on around me. I want to listen. Ruach HaKodesh, what are you saying? I might make wrong choices. I might do things wrong. I might make mistakes. But what I want to do is be faithful to what the Spirit has called me to do. Verse 19, this is on John 14, 19. Before long, the world will not see me anymore. This is powerful. So I'm going to the Father. The world won't see me, but ha, hallelujah, praise the name of Yeshua, but you will see me because I live, you will also live. Just take a moment right there. <laughs> So the world might not see Yeshua. And this is the blessing of sharing our testimony and sharing our faith. You know, we can get so caught up in the politics of religion that we get so clouded at our communication. Sometimes we've just got to stop. We've, we don't need to debate religion and spend all our time debating. We just need to talk about the living reality of Yeshua. Don't tell me about your testimony from four weeks ago or for uh, 40 years ago. I want to know what's happening in your life today. What's the Spirit doing in your walk today? But you will see me because I live in you. You also will live. On that day, you will realize that I am in my Father and you are in me and I am in you. Oh, that's a day of revelation that radically changed my life. To understand that He is in the Father, and that, that we are in him, and he is in us. Wow, we are one in Messiah. We are one in Messiah. Father, there is no weapon forged against me that can prosper in the mighty name of Yeshua. And I speak to my flesh, and you speak to your flesh too. You come in line in the oneness of the Spirit in Yeshua's name. You come in line in the mighty name of Yeshua. Verse 21, whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. So what, what's it talking about? Whoever has my commands and keeps them, is there anything different between the commands of Yeshua and the commands of the Father? No, it's the same. The Kedubah, the commandments that we see at Mount Sinai, the Ten Commandments, they're the condition of marriage. So what happened to those commandments in the Jeremiah 31, 31, New Covenant? He said, I'm going to take those commands and I'm going to place them on your heart. Right? So the spirit of the law is harder than the letter of the law. Come on, put your hands up if you're in agreement. You can put one of those little waves on the Zoom out there. You can do a praise the Lord, hallelujah, on uh, the, the Facebook page uh, if this is ministering to you. But we've, we've got to recognize who we are in Messiah. Oh, yeah. Thumbs up. We can do the thumbs up. That's great. Father, we just want to bless your name. There is victory in Messiah. This is so important over sickness, over all the things we face. You know what? Are we getting fit, sick and tired of being pushed around by the spirit of delay, by the systems of this world? 
Is it about time we start to see the manifest glory of a mighty God within our lives? Isn't it, have you ever asked yourself the question, why is it we see more of the tangible presence of Yahovah in the place of crisis than we do when everything's hunky-dory? Oh, everything's good. Oh, yeah. The alarm goes off. What, are you really going to get up to pray for one and a half hours today? Well, everything's good. Man, I don't need to get up to pray so much today. Maybe I'll have another 20 minutes sleep. When you're in that place of crisis, let me tell you, you're up an hour before your alarm clock goes off. Why? Because you recognize the need that you have in the presence of Yahovah. My encouragement is that we develop the lifestyle that that, that desire, that need of his presence. And I'm not talking about desperation. Desperation is something that's done too late. If you're always in the place of desperation before God, let me tell you, you're you're in the place of compromise on an ongoing basis because what are you going to do if you're desperate? You know, who are the people who rob stores for food because they're desperate, they're starving? Uh, if you're desperate for the restroom, it's because you didn't go when you should have went. So what are you going to do? Why are you going to stop your car at a place that's illegal and you'll start peeing behind the bus shelter as they do here in Israel, you know? Listen, desperation is not where the Father is called, oh, I'm desperate for you. No, if you're in relationship, if you are flowing in relationship with Messiah, you're not in the place of desperation. So the commandments of Yeshua are the same. If you love me, obey my commandments. Walk in the ketubah, the blessings that we have uh, of what it truly means to love the Messiah. Well, you know, my, my denomination says that this uh, commandment has been changed. Well, if you can't find it in the Bible, I don't really care what your denomination says. Well, I do this because of this. and because Look, I don't care why you do it if you don't find it in the Scripture. So what we aim to do is get back to that early uh, Ecclesia experience and say, Father, we know the enemy's come and he's trying to push things off to the side. He's, he's trying to bring delays, trying to uh, mess up the commandments of Yehovah over our life. And look, I'm not talking about legalism. I'm talking about life in the Spirit. I said the life of the Spirit is harder than the law. The Spirit of the law versus the letter of the law. What's, what's easier? Oh, come on, take me back to the letter. That's so much easier. According to Deuteronomy chapter 30, it's not so hard that you have to go up to the heavens. It's not so difficult. You've got to cross the sea. Man, the, the, the law is near you. It's, it's right with you. It's not difficult. The spirit of the law. Now you're moving in another dimension. And that's why we need the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit. Because only by the spirit dwelling within us, to be empowered as a born-again believer, can we truly be an overcomer. So what are we? We are overcomers in the mighty name of Yeshua. We are overcomers. Do you love him? Do you love Yeshua? Keep my commands. Do you love me? Keep my commands. Verse 22, then Judas, not Judas Iscariot, just to make the point clear. But Lord, why do you intend to show yourself to us and not to the world? Yeshua replied, anyone who loves me will obey my teachings. My father will love them and we will come to them and make our home with them. Anyone who does not love me will not obey my teachings. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. So what's he saying? Yeshua says, there's not one word I come 
that's mine. It's the words of the Father. So don't, don't, uh, there's no split between the old and the new. Yes, we understand the, the temporal and the change. We, we understand. It talks about the scepter stays in the hand of Judah until the Mashiach comes. So who holds the scepter today? Is it Judah or is it Yeshua? Well, he is risen. <laughs> He's my king. He's the Lord over your life, over my life. He holds the scepter right now. That's where it is right now. Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. So <clears throat> what's our focus? Our focus is to press in to the presence by the power of the Spirit. Here we go, verse 25. All this I've spoken while still with you. What's he trying to do? He's trying to lay a foundation. Listen, things are going to get tough. John chapter 14, 15, and 16. Hide it within your heart. Meditate on it. Memorize it. Get it into your spirit. <clears throat> These are words of Yeshua that we need to understand. I've spoken this while still with you because there's a day coming. I'm not going to be with you, but you need my word. Let's just read 26. The advocate, the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, who in the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I've said to you. Shalom, I leave with you. And my shalom I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Okay, so this is what we talked about. Verse 1, do not let your hearts be troubled. Uh, believe in Elohim, believe also in me. Why? You've got to get on the page that the words of the Father and the words of Yeshua are one. We are one in Messiah, one in the Father, one in the Son. Hallelujah. So what are we seeing here? Peace, my shalom, I leave with you. We can have peace in the midst of the storm. I know we face tough times. I know we face challenges. Listen, you know, I've had so many experiences in council, so many experiences with people suicidal on the verge of taking their lives uh, in the place of desperation, hopelessness, without hope, if it wasn't for Messiah. And sometimes you're just numb in the flesh. You have no idea, what do I say? I don't even know what to say. I don't even know how to function. And all I can do is, start praying in the Spirit. Father, I don't have words to say. When, when your words are up in English, pray in the Spirit. <clears throat> Ask for that comforting power of Yeshua to minister. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Don't let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. So I break the spirit of fear. I speak to troubled hearts. You know, what causes troubled hearts is misunderstanding, right? What does the enemy want to do? He wants to cause trouble. Have you got trouble within your life, trouble within relationships? And guess what? The enemy is seeking to twist the message, twist the truth to create an environment of dis-ease. But where are you in the midst of all of this? If you're in a place of peace in the midst of all of it, then you know you're in the spirit. So stay in the spirit. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Don't be afraid. And that's the word that I want to share right now in the midst of everything that's going on here 
in the land of Israel. Guess what? 46 minutes. We haven't had a missile into Israel, you know, during our time together so far. And uh, yeah, that's pretty cool, isn't it? You know, we've been on for uh, 41 minutes and for 46 minutes, we haven't had a missile. But we know they're coming. We know more is coming. I hope you've been blessed and encouraged uh, with this next portion of John 14. And, uh, you know, we're going to go from verse 28 next week and we're just going to press in a little bit there. And uh, listen, I thank you, every single one of you, for those who are supporting us right now, for those who give financially, for those who are praying for us. We recognize the power of prayer, you know, uh, over everything that's happening right now. You know, just the other day I was down in Petatikva next to Tel Aviv, and we land, we arrived just to collect uh, 300 aid parcels for giving out uh, to those in need. And as we arrived, I get out the truck and I just step out the truck and, you know, I look up at this nice blue sky and shaboom, shaboom, like two interceptions of the Iron Dome happened right in front of my face. It's like, it was just mental. I'm like, man, it's right there. I didn't even hear the alarm go off on my phone because guess what? All my alerts are set for the north. And there I was going south, and I didn't activate all the alerts for the south, so I didn't hear the alerts. So it's kind of a shock. And then everyone's working away. Teams of all the people are all working away, and all the explosions going off, and everyone, ah, oh, hallelujah. They've got worship music playing. They're praising Yahovah. They're packing more boxes for people in need. And, you know, that's just what's going on within the believing community right now. There's a lot of good things that are happening. There's a lot of praise that's gone up for the land in the midst of the storm. And the name of Yeshua is being proclaimed uh, throughout the land at this time of need. And that's what's exciting. And we've got to partner with others. We've got to work with others uh, to support everywhere we can. And, uh, you know, I, I even went out, even when I, I wasn't well, Haley said I had to stay in bed, but I just felt it was important. I went on that mission, and it definitely cost me a lot. I'm telling you, it whacked me out for two, three days. But anyway, it's a blessing to be back, getting a little stronger each day. I'm not fully back yet, but I tell you what, what happens when we get in the Word? We just feel that revitalizing. We feel that the nourishment of the Spirit is transforming us from the inside out. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah.